0: You're listening to the Renew Life Church podcast. We hope this message inspires you and challenges you to become a true disciple of Jesus. To find out more about us, go to renewlifechurch.com. Now, I'm honored just to be with you this morning. My name is Cody. I'm the campus pastor of Renew Life Church here in Midland. And if you're a first-time guest and you came for the first time on Father's Day, welcome, church. Can we welcome our first-time guests? Thank you so much for joining us. I believe that, praying that you're gonna be blessed today and the the word that I have and uh, believe that that God just kind of give me something that was simple, but I believe that it's profound all at the same time because everything that's in the Bible is profound. And so uh, I want to pray just for, mostly for me, (laughs) for a second, and uh, a little bit for you that the Lord would help us as we go forward. So Father, I thank you that you would help us in uh, the next few moments just to be great Uh, hearers of you, God, that I would hear you, that they would hear you, Father, there would just be a revelation uh, that would come into this room through the power of the Holy Spirit, uh, that would just uh, open our eyes to a new dimension of what the word means, and uh, I just thank you, Father, you're a a God that is for us, and so I thank you for being for every single person in this room, and I pray that your anointing uh, would be on this word and your anointing would be in this room, that your presence would fill us all, and uh, Father, I just come against uh, anxiousness in the room right now, in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Uh, I'm gonna share a word today. We're just gonna jump into uh, the topic that I have this morning. Uh, the topic um, that we're gonna jump into in the title of the message is called Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. Uh, instantly, you probably thought of the, maybe a song uh, bless the Lord, O oh my soul. Maybe you thought of the scripture, but this phrase, bless the Lord, it comes right out of Psalm chapter 103. And so we're gonna go there. You can turn in your Bibles with me there. If you brought your Bible, uh, I would encourage you, bring your Bible to church, get to know it. Uh, we're gonna read the first five verses of Psalm 103. Uh, this is written by David. And it says, Bless the Lord, O oh my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Who forgives all your iniquities, who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from destruction. He crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies. He satisfies your mouth with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. Yes. I love this. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul, and forget not all of his benefits. It's something that we have to just be reminded of. I, I believe that as Christians and as churchgoers, as Christ followers, however you wanna uh, categorize us or yourself, uh, I believe that oftentimes we, we, we do our, we get distracted and we get focused on the blessings of God and we forget that we are to be a blessing to God. Now, I'm not knocking the blessings of God because I believe in the blessings of God. I believe that you're designed to live a blessed life. I believe that you're designed for for prosperity. I believe that you're designed for riches. In fact, uh, it's healthy. There is so much purity connected to the blessings of God. And Proverbs chapter 10, verse 22, just in case you don't believe me, it says that the blessings of the Lord makes one rich, and he adds no sorrow to it. And so there's, there is a, a divine greatness about uh, being rich in, in the blessing of God. But I'm not talking specifically today uh, about um, us going after the blessings of God. Maybe you've heard it in some ways where uh, people are, are seeking the hand of God, but forgetting to seek the face of God. The hand would be the blessing, but his face would be uh, his personhood. It would be his character. It'd be his nature. Today we're talking about what it looks like for you and I to live from this place like David was talking about where we're, live, we're living from this place of bless the Lord. I am a blessing to the Lord. The other day I was talking to uh, our staff during staff meeting and uh, we were just talking about all of the different things that we have going on and, and I don't know if you know this or not, but in the church world there are ups and there are downs. <laughs> and, and on a church staff there are ups and there are downs. It's kind of like your job there are ups and there are downs, we're no different, we just happen to uh, go to work at a church. And so we were just talking about the, the things of ministry and the different things and the challenges and all of these things and the, the seasons of winning and the seasons of losing and the feelings of like you're, you're, you're walking in blessing and then the seasons where you feel like you're, you're waiting on the blessing. You ever been in the waiting season? And that's a challenging one. Uh, but what I reminded them of was this, in these times, in fact, all of the time, because you're, you're always in some sort of either blessing or waiting, you're always in a winning or losing, you're always in a season, but in all seasons at all times, don't forget to do the basics the basics, and I just was reminding them about doing the basics and making sure that we're, we're covering our bases, uh, the basic things of ministry, the basic things of being a follower of Jesus, the basic things is of being a leader, and as we started talking about this, I was reminded of uh, this story that I heard a, a pastor share. Uh, he played golf in college for the University of Florida, and he was a really good golfer, and there were tournaments that he'd win, there were tournaments that he'd lose, and, and he said that no matter what, even after he won an NCAA championship, he said that he met with his swing coach on Tuesday. I guess Monday was like a travel day, so on Tuesday he met with his swing coach. And every single Tuesday when they met, his coach would talk to him about the same four things. It didn't matter if he lost, it didn't matter if he won, if he was the lowest or if he was the highest, it didn't matter. He talked about these four things. He talked about his alignment. He talked about how uh, his his foot his uh, his body position and the way his his feet were positioned in in relation to the target and where he was trying to to hit the ball. He talked about his grip. He talked about the way that he addressed the club and then he talked about the tempo of his swing. And then he talked about his ball, ball position. And all of these things, this coach believed were the fundamental basic things that this guy needed in his life and in his golf swing to actually produce the best every single time he played. There is so much value on the basics. And I want to encourage you in your life and in, in this season, uh, whether it's a good one or a bad one, you're, you're blessing or you're waiting, you're winning or you're losing, do not skip the basics. Don't skip the basics. The basic things of life, they never decrease in value. They never decrease in value. The, the, the very, very fundamental first things, first things about being a Christian, they never decrease in value. Reading your Bible, it never decreases in value. Praying, it never decreases in value. Worshiping, just like we did, it never decreases in value. Having conversations with like-minded people that are leading you to God—they never lose value. And I understand that as, uh, especially like a church that we have where we're we're experiencing great things and supernatural things are happening, and we believe in prophecy and we believe in laying on the hands and seeing healings and miracles and signs and wonders. I understand that we we're, we're a church that believes all those things, but I just want us to make sure that we're not being so uh, focused on the the supernatural things of God that we forget the basic things of God. Because there is so much power and so much of a supernatural power when you just to choose to do the very, very basic things. Amen? And so the, so the basic things, they never, they never decrease in value. Think about just a few basic things in your life that you do every single day. There are things that you do every single day in your life that if you don't do the basic, the first things first, it doesn't work. Like driving a car, if you put your, you have to put the key in the ignition, you have to turn it. It's like the most basic thing. It's like, we don't get in a car and automatically be like, I wanna automatically just go 100 miles an hour. No, we put the key in the ignition, we turn the ignition, we push the brake, then we put it in gear, we let go of the brake, then we slide our foot right over to the accelerator, and there we go, and now we're driving 100 miles an hour. I'm just looking to see who I was laughing because I'm like, oh, you need extra prayer. (laughs) Just kidding. Think about making a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, the Lord's sandwich. (laughs) You gotta do the basics. You get your bread out and you lay it down. And then you put your peanut butter and then you put your jelly in a bowl and you mix it together and then you apply it. And if you're not doing that right, you're, you're, you're missing the basics. That is the best way and the only way. And if you don't make yours that way, then maybe you need to actually get saved. But you have to do the basics. I know I'm having a little bit of fun, but church is a a place of fun. Basics are such a big deal. They, They can't be skipped because they add value to every single thing that you do. In Psalm 103, David, he was simply reminding himself of the basics. He was reminding himself of the first things first. He, he was saying, notice David wasn't talking to anybody else but himself. How many people in here just talk to yourself? You're just having a conversation with self. My wife makes fun of me all of the time and then I walked into the bathroom the other day and she's having a full conversation, there's not anybody in the room. I'm like, gotcha. He was saying soul and all that is within me. Sometimes you just gotta talk to yourself. You, you bless the Lord. Everything, every fiber, every part of who I am, you are designed and you have to figure out a way to bless the Lord. How do we bless the Lord is the question. What does this even look like? And before I tell you what I believe it looks like and what I believe that it is, I wanted to define this word bless and, and I, wanna, I wanna take you into just kinda what the Hebrew meaning of the word bless means. The Hebrew meaning for the word bless, it means to kneel as an act of adoration. It means to praise. This word bless means to think. Not think, but think. And if I could use one word to sum up this definition of the word bless, I would use the word yield. To to bless, is to be yielded to something. To, to be so uh, blinded by the goodness of God that my whole body, my whole being, my mind, my will, my emotions, my soul, it is to yield to what God is doing. It is to yield what God to, to what God has said. That means that we are designed to be living Responses to the Father. Yes. If I'm a yielded person, I am living to respond only, only to the Father. You remember, uh, if how many Midland people are in the room, like Midlanders? You've been here, or just you've been here for like the last ten years? Anybody? You remember when they had those yield signs? <laughs> <laughs> Everybody remembers when they did, because they're not there anymore. You remember those yield signs that they had on the, the service road of loop 250? And do you remember how if someone didn't yield when you were coming off the loop, it was automatic green light for you to just put them in the, in the grass if you had to? <laughs> Does nobody else drive like me? <laughs> it was like automatic. I don't know how many people I saw get run off the road Especially like right there at Wadley in the loop. Like I don't know how many people were late to get to Cracker Barrel, but they were just random people right into the grass. But these yield signs, what they did is they made the drivers on the service road pay very close attention to what was coming their direction. Right? And so once you got ran off the road, I guarantee you the next time you saw that yield sign, you were looking and yielding and responding to the car that was coming. That's what a yield sign is, is supposed to do. And so I put a motion in for those to come back. But all of the sudden, people got responsive and people started yielding the way that they were supposed to. I said the way they were supposed to. We might have just been doing it wrong, but it was fun while we did it wrong. But to live a life that is yielded, it means that I don't live in response to the world around me, I live in response to the God that is inside of me. That's what a yielded life looks like. And I don't know if you have noticed this or not or come to this realization, but you are yielded to something all of the time. We are always yielding to something. We might be yielding to uh, the economy, we might be yielding to inflation, we might be uh, yielding to social issues on Instagram, and we might be jumping right inside, right alongside the rest of the world and, and, and changing profile pictures of certain things and doing all of the things. We might be yielding our godly duty because this is what everybody else is doing. or We might be yielding to uh, the political climate and the things on the news. I was talking to my dad yesterday, and uh, he, he said that he went home to turn the news on, and it was golf, and he was like, heck yeah. He's like, no news is good news. I'm like, exactly, especially right now. But we could be yielding to so many other things. We could be yielding to a previous life of sin that has been forgiven if we're in Jesus, but we're still carrying the weight of something that Jesus took upon the cross a long time ago. We're always living a life that is yielded to something. And I'm not saying that you shouldn't you shouldn't pay attention to the economy, that you shouldn't pay attention to inflation, or that you shouldn't pay attention to social issues or political issues, any of those things. What I'm saying is, the moment that you yield and your response is a fear response is the moment that you're actually diminishing the power of God in and on your life. So yeah, notice them, see that they're there, but our design is, to live in response to the God that is in us, not to the world that is around us. What are you living in response of? Uh, I bless the Lord in so many, uh, I believe that we bless the Lord in so many different ways, but I, I bless the Lord by living in full response to all that He is. I think about my, my words. I think about what it means to live in response to the Lord with my words. I, uh, I That means that if I'm living a life that is in response to God, that my words, both spoken in conversation, but then also sung out, they are words that are being released that are confirming and celebrating all of the good things that God has already done for me. This is a way in which I live as a blessing to the Lord. Proverbs chapter 16, verse 24. It says, kind words are like honey, sweet to the soul and health to the body. I love that, kind words, they're like honey. They are sweet to the soul and they are health to the body. Proverbs eighteen twenty one. most of us probably know this scripture. Death and life are in the power of the tongue and those who love it will eat its fruit. The way that we talk, it really matters. And when it comes to uh, living a life that blesses God, I have to pay attention to what is coming out of my mouth. I have to pay attention to what is, hearing, what is hitting the ears of not only the person I'm talking to, but the person that's releasing the word because I hear everything that I say out loud. And so even from your own mouth, you are either blessing or cursing your own life, even if it's meant in the direction of someone else. So to live a life that blesses God, I pay attention to what is coming out of my mouth Another thing that I think about when it, when it comes to uh, blessing the Lord, it means that my thoughts are in constant subjection to the word of God. They are constantly subject to what God has said. It, it means that if I'm having a thought that doesn't line up with the word, then I put that thought down and I take up a new one. Second Corinthians chapter 10, verse four and five, it says, for the weapons of all warfare, are not carnal, but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds, casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. There is a process that you should go through with your thought life. And one of the things that you have to get to this place of asking yourself is, does this line up with the word? And if that that thought doesn't line up with the word, the way in which you get a new one is not just by making or coming up with a new thought, but by speaking something out of your mouth that the word actually says. So, so huge important. Uh, a way that I quickly uh, can diagnose good thoughts, bad thoughts, God thoughts, not God thoughts, is I go back to scripture in John chapter 10 verse 10. The thief does not come except to steal to kill and destroy. Jesus said I came that you would have life and that you would have life more abundantly. So if the thought, that I'm having brings me life, I keep that thought. Because eventually that thought is gonna be something that comes out of my heart when out of the abundance of my heart, my mouth speaks. Y'all following me? If that thought that I have is a thought of Kill, kill, still and destroy, not literally, but it's robbing me of my peace, it's robbing me of my joy. One of the ways that Graham Cook breaks down thoughts, he says, uh, don't have a thought about yourself that you wouldn't have about your children, because that's the way that God is thinking about you. And so when you think about these thought processes, this is just a really quick way. Is it bringing me life or is it not bringing me life? If it's not bringing me life, put it down. Declare the word over your life and watch your life get changed. If you change your thoughts, you will change what you say and if you change what you say, you will change your life. It really is that simple. So simple. (laughs) Another way that I bless the Lord is I bless the Lord in the way in which I conduct myself. Not just in this building outside of this building. We're here for an hour and a half, a week. We're out there a lot more. And the way in which we live every single day, the way that we conduct ourselves every single day is our way of blessing God. Does my life represent the heart of the Father to everyone that I come, encounter, encounter, in, uh, I come in, in contact with? Matthew chapter 5, verse 16. It says, let your light so shine before men that they see your good works, but they glorify the Father which is in heaven. Let your light so shine before men that they see your good works and they glorify the Father who is in heaven. I often wonder like, do the people that we have lunch with, do they even know that we're Christians? Do the people that we work with, do they know that we follow Jesus? Not that we're like quote unquote Bible thumpers, But does what's coming out of our life and into their life does it represent what Jesus did for us on the cross and what Jesus did for us in resurrection? Is it clothed in love? Is it clothed in peace? Is it clothed? Is our truth wrapped up in, with, with a bow of love on top of it, or are we just speaking the truth? and it doesn't matter what it, the way it comes out, it doesn 't matter who hears it, it doesn't matter what the hearer feels afterwards. Is it clothed in love a way that I bless the Lord is so much found in my conduct the way that you live matters the way that you live it really matters you can live all kinds of ways in this room but the way that you live outside of this room it really actually does matter and I'm not trying to speak a word of like condemnation or anything like that. If you need to get it tight, get it tight. It's just that easy. Get it right, and get it tight. The way that you live matters. If I can live a yielded life, a yielded life in these ways, I am living as a blessing to God. And, and I wanna, I wanna kind of land with a little bit of this. We're gonna go back into this the scripture that we read. And I wanna talk about some of our why for a second. want gonna read this, these five verses again. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your iniquities, who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from destruction, who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies, who satisfies your mouth with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. David also, was challenging himself to not forget the benefits of God. And was, as I was reading this, I was just thinking about what, what was going on in David when he wrote this? What was the condition of, of his mind? What was the condition of his heart? What was going on? What was he remembering? When he's talking about not forgetting the benefits of God, like I start thinking about David's life and I, I would imagine that the highlights would probably come up just like they would for you and I, right? I would imagine that he was thinking about the moment that he was called to be a king and he wasn't even invited to the selection party. He was left in the field to tend to his father's sheep as a shepherd boy, but he is the one that's gonna become king. I would imagine that David was reminded of the benefit the day that the Lord stepped in and gave him the strength to fight a giant who was well-trained in battle and he goes against him with just a sling and five smooth stones. And he probably remembers the benefit and of the strength that the Lord gave him when he actually picks the giant sword up and cuts the giant's head off with it. That would be my highlight that I would remember if I was writing this. That is a benefit, thank you Lord, that I had the strength to cut the giant's head off. I bet he was remembering how the Lord forgave his iniquity when he sent Uriah to the front lines of battle to be killed Because what he was trying to do was hide the fact that he had slept with the man's wife and got her pregnant. And then God forgave him. I bet all of these things were what was going on in David. And before you know it, as he remembers the things, they become the fuel that he uses to bless the Lord. This is what should be happening in our lives. Our story doesn't look like David's story. Our story is way different. Your story is different than mine. My story is different than yours. But as I think about my story and I think about what it looks like to bless the Lord and as I think about what it means to remember the benefits of God, I remember the places that he brought me from and into the places that he's brought me to. And that becomes my fuel for the way in which I conduct, live, talk, think, and breathe as a born again child of God. It is the fuel for my life that blesses the Lord. I feel just a a charge from the scripture to to say this, if you're a born again child of God, your past mistakes, your failures, your shortcomings should no longer be chains of shame, but they should be the fuel that you use to bless the Lord because you are not who you used to be, you are victorious. You are not who you used to be, you're a new creation. You are not who you used to be, you're not below, you are above. You're not the tail, you're the head. You're blessed going in and you're blessed coming out. Why? Because the Lord daily loads you down with benefits. And it's from that place that I realize I've got all this fuel that it doesn't matter what's going on in my life. My my life is supposed to be a response to the God that is in me and what he's done for me. Thanks for listening. We hope you felt encouraged by today's message. If you need prayer or would like to connect with us, find us on social media or by going to renewlifechurch.com.